0: Good morning. If you're new or if you're online, uh, my name is Pastor John or Reverend Dr. Letterman, if you want to call him. No, I'm just kidding. But um, uh, it's good to be here today. Over the last months, I've been very agitated and I'm miserable to be around even if I'm not agitated. So it's been awful for my wife and my son and my grandchildren and everything. But, I, but I've been agitated because I began to lose my focus on why I am here. I said this side. I began to lose my focus on why I am here. Is anybody stinking awake today? Okay, understand, I want you to get this. I am so excited about that first song, about being set free, and, and the name of Jesus is beautiful, and, and you could be set free, and you could be set apart, and you could be made new, and you could be made holy. And, you know, if we're in the old church, man, somebody be standing up on the, on the seat right now, waving their hanky and stuff like that. And it's wonderful how great our God is Oh God, give me, give me, give me. You are so wonderful. But the thing you've got to get and you've got to begin, remember, is it ain't about you. We are depositories. And the reason we worship, the reason we sing, the reason you hear my wonderful preaching, uh, the reason you, you know, learn about God's word, the reason in the groups that we read the whole word and everybody ought to be reading the whole word. Uh, This spotty stuff, I don't get it all. But the bottom line is, it's wonderful we're doing all that. Amen? It's just, it's just wonderful. But big hairy deal. If all we are is taking in. Do you ever have a sponge and all it does is take in and use a little bit, take in, use a little bit, take in, use a little bit. What happens to that sponge after a while if it's not emptied and cleaned out and used uh, properly? It begins to stink. Churches are the same way. I'm so glad we got these, whoa, this is going on, that's great. I'm glad we're yelling a little bit, worshiping and all that kind of stuff. Oh, this is a different place. Big, hairy deal. You see, I'm a depository of God's word and God's grace and God's healing and God's glory God has just so richly blessed me with a wife that puts up with me and all God's people said, amen. Amen. Uh, God has given me a wonderful son and daughter-in-law and grandchildren that just called me a big fat jelly belly. I'm really worried about them kids going to heaven. You know what I'm saying? But folks, big hairy deal. You see, God doesn't pour himself into me so I can get fat spiritually. God pours itself into us so that we can take that deposit and deposit it into others. i say it again, y'all missed it. God deposits his glory and grace and power and healing into us so that we could deposit it into others. Yeah. Still weak. You've got to get this. You've got to understand this. The church has lost its call. The church has lost its call. And if the church has lost its call, you've lost your call. Because if you're called to do the will of God, you're out front saying, Come on, let's go, let's get this will done. Amen. Jesus didn't come so that he could talk to his disciples. Jesus Christ came to invest himself in his disciples and his world. He came to die for his world so that they might be transformed and restored. Back to the image he created them in in the first place. Folks, this is what we should be all about all the time. You gotta understand, sometimes being over the school and the church, I'm gonna be honest, I get so caught up in the operations. Anybody ever get caught up in the operations? You know, I get so caught up in the operations, I get so frustrated sometimes because people don't do exactly what I want. Doesn't it take you off when people don't do exactly what you want? You know, or they got attitudes. You feel like you just need to smack the snot out of them. You know, it's it's, it's hard. But the problem is, is that I wasn't placed where I am. And you weren't saved. And filled with God's Holy Spirit. To sit there and be part of the operation. The nuts and bolts dotting the I's and crossing the T's. And folks, I feel like, please don't take offense to this. And if you do, oh well. I feel like we've drifted back into where the operation is more important than what God calls us to do and showed us what it was all about when he came in the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus came and man... He was a full deposit, baby. I mean, he, he is the essence of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He is holiness. He is righteousness. He is everything that all of us are called to be. Amen? Amen. And he came here, and what he did was he hoarded the love of God. What he did was He went and sat in the synagogue and talked about what he ought to be doing. Do you hear what I'm saying? No. I've told you before, but I read this thing a while back, and and I tell all my Presbyterian friends, because it was a Presbyterian talking to Presbyterians, but it's really about all of us. He said, sometimes we talk about stuff so much, we in the end start thinking we actually did it. You see, it's not the church's job to sit around and talk about evangelism. It's not the church's job to sit around and talk about how we need to be investing ourselves in people so that they can be transformed. It is not the, the church board or the pastor or anybody's job to sit around and say, oh, we ought to be doing this. We ought to be doing this. No, it's time to do this. It's time to do this. And don't be laying this Christian stuff on me if you're not. The old preachers used to call that gone from preaching to meddling. Okay? You gotta understand something. It's time for the church of Jesus Christ to become the church of Jesus Christ Not this little place that you go to if there ain't nothing better to do. And the reason you go to church is because there might be somebody there (coughs) that you've been ministering to. You've been praying for. You've been asking if they like to make Jesus their Savior. You've been asking them to church. You want to be there because you don't want to miss it when they come and give their lives to Jesus. But that can happen when you're talking about it. You see, I don't know about you, but I got people in my world that the only hope they have is the love and glory and healing of Jesus Christ. And I want you to understand something. I've gotten so busy in the operation of the church and the school. And, and that's a big operation. There's a lot of stuff to be done. There's a lot of stuff to be thought about. And God has anointed me to do that. And God has given me a great team. Okay? But the reality is, if all we're doing is sitting around, thinking about how to make the operation better, God's sitting up there going, Hello? Hello? That's not what I was about. He came, and he came to be served. No. (laughs) Listen to what I'm saying. I tricked you. He didn't come to be served. He came to serve. I'm going to yell at you all for a minute. Why is my wife back there for the second Sunday in a classroom, and there's so many adults that could help with these classrooms, and you're not? You see, every one of those children need to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Every one of them. But you see, you're tuckering people out because so few people are actually willing to step up and be a part of the ministry. And that is what the ministry's about. I hope it's a good lesson. They'll have fun. You know, Lisa, oh my goodness, she is the most meticulous setter-upper Don't you laugh, Um, Betsy. You do the same thing. They they just set it up. I just go in there and say, you kids need to get saved. No, let's go. But they set this stuff up. It's really pretty. It's awesome. It's powerful. It's exactly what everybody needs and everybody wants. But, But folks, we all need to be involved. In seeing these children come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. It shouldn't be the same five or six. Amen. I don't know about y'all. But my wife does about 150 other things. And she's the type when you ain't doing it. She going to get it done. You say what's that got to do with evangelism. It's got all in the world to do with evangelism. You need to be a part of something where you're emptying that sponge, baby. You need to be a part of something where you're doing something in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. You see, we come, and and we worship, and God fills, and God heals, and and the whole bit. But he doesn't do that so you can go home and just watch football. (laughs) There ain't nothing wrong with watching football other than China's paying for it. But the bottom line is, you need to understand... That ain't what it's about. God wants to fill you, deposit in you all of his glory, all of his wisdom, all of his grace, all of his might, so you can come on Sunday and deposit that into these children and each other. This week, Nancy's daughter is having an awful time with her cancer. God has blessed you today, amen? It's been wonderful, it's been glorious. Are you going to take some of that deposit and deposit it into Nancy and her daughter? Mr. Dick, who has been here 572 years, Here every Sunday, sits right where Ruth took a seat. (laughs) He's over at the rehab. You should have seen his face yesterday when I went by there. (laughs) Now, before, you didn't want to go by because you had to get all suited up and all that kind of stuff because supposedly had COVID. Everybody's got COVID. But you know, I went by the place he was pumping iron, you know, in the rehab, and I took my mask. Dad, you should see his face. You don't have to do a fancy prayer. Go buy and love on him. Amen. Amen? Amen. Go buy and love on him, Jean, who who uh, cleans this whole building every day. And let me say it again. Any of you that can come and help, call us, let us know. Help us from 530 to 7-ish to finalize the cleaning. We need all the help we can get, okay? And the bottom line is, Gene and, and Amy, they need Jesus. And what we're doing is, is we're cleaning this place, so that we can pay him a full-time salary because they would lose their home and everything else if we didn't pay him that full-time salary because he's part of that 80% who live paycheck to paycheck. That's called ministry, folks. That's called ministry. That's called taking the love and grace and and glory of Jesus Christ and investing in other people. And why not call them up while he's sick and if she has to put up with him. Why not call him up and say, yo, what's the nearest pizza place? I'll have them deliver a pizza. Or better yet, go get a pizza and take it by. And live it holy. You see, well, pastor, what's all this about? All this is about is we all want God to fill us. We all want God to do a great work in us. We all want God to to come, and we all want, you know, we talk about our country. Oh, how bad our country is. Oh, Satan has taken over. Where have you been? The bottom line is, yes, that's happening. But you know why it's happening? It isn't happening because the devil didn't have a plan before the 60s. It has happened because the church of Jesus Christ is not the church of Jesus Christ. And if you're uncomfortable with that, good. When you wake up in the morning, what's your first thought? Now, let me say this. What's your first thought after coffee? (laughs) Because I got to be honest with you. That's my first thought. Okay. Four o'clock, that's coffee's making, baby. All right. What's your first thought? Any of y'all got any neighbors that need Jesus? They should be your first thought. Any of you got any relatives that need Jesus? They should be your first thought. Okay? Any of you got friends or workmates that need Jesus? They should be your first thought. Because you know what? We're taking on the burden and the focus of Jesus Christ who came to live and die for every person around. He came to die to take away our sins. He didn't just come to die to take away our sins. He came to die to take away the sins of every person in our world. He came to die to take away the sins of every person in our world. You get it? That's what church people, churches, Christians are about. We're not about, oh, I don't like the music. I love you with all my heart. Do you know how much I care whether you like the music? Oh, I don't like your style of preaching. Go somewhere else. Are you serious? Is that really what you're all about? You know, I don't think this place is organized. I told everybody when I came here, I don't have an organizational bone in my body. And I don't care. Well, you could take classes. I don't want to take classes. It's like my wife used to tell, you need to learn these technologies. No, I don't. That's why I've got you and JC. (laughs) I need to focus on one thing. And that is the call of Jesus Christ. That is the life of Jesus Christ. That is the verbiage of Jesus Christ. That is what Jesus Christ was all about. And just like him, I need to be willing to go and make disciples. I need to be willing to go and deny myself. Oh, well, I'm uncomfortable with that. Get over yourself. Oh, I'm just a little nervous about talking to somebody about Jesus. Sure. You think Satan's gonna sit in hell and go, oh, look at Brian. He's introducing his neighbor to Jesus Christ. Heck no, he's gonna be up in your face telling you're an idiot. Anybody ever heard this one? Man, you ain't perfect. What are you out there telling them for? Would the perfect person please stand up? I grew up with perfect people, though. And y'all grew up with perfect people? Some some of the nastiest people I've met in my life were saved, sanctified, and going to heaven. I was just like, nah. Honestly, if you're there, I don't want to go. Isn't that awful? Smack my hand. But you need to understand something. We're not here. So that we could just be nice people. We are here to take the gospel of Jesus Christ to a world, to our friends, our family, everybody God brings into your world. And let them know about the love and grace of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you what the church is. It's a depository for Christians. Come on, baby. Come on. Then we're to go make a deposit. Amen? Amen. Folks, you need to understand something. You're not going to experience the glory and the greatness of Jesus Christ until you're beginning to make the deposit. I'll say it again because y'all missed it. You're not going to experience the glory and powerful grace of Jesus Christ and the healing of Jesus Christ until you're out there making the deposits. And understand, deposits aren't just the end product of a sale. Deposits are can I buy you a cup of coffee? I don't know about you, but anytime people buy me a cup, every Sunday, Roy and Diane buy me a sandwich and coffee. They are going to heaven. (laughs) Isn't that good theology? But it's that easy. I, I see you're struggling. May I come over there and maybe mow your lawn because I know something's going on? You know? Can I bring dinner? Can I take you out to dinner? If you need to take somebody out to dinner and you ain't got the money, I'll give it to you. No, I'm serious. Just ask me. I'll give it to you. God has blessed us. God has blessed us. But God hasn't blessed us to be blessed. God has blessed us to bless. Are you blessing? You see, every one of us who names the name of Jesus Christ says we are Christians. When we wake up, the first thought ought to be, oh God, let me pray and let me live to bring you into every person's life that they may be transformed so that they may be saved. So that they might be saved. So that they might be new. So that they might be walking around clean and new and hallelujah. Because they're forgiven. Are we there? You say, oh, our country's out of control. Well, we need to get in control. Because we need to understand. Any person in our world. Are you listening? I don't care how nice they are. I don't care what they tell you. Well, I gave my life to Jesus when I was two. I've lived like hell since, but I think I'm still okay. The bottom line is you need to hear this. If they gave their life to Jesus, they're still gonna want to be for Jesus. Amen? All right? I want you to get this. I'm so tired of hearing this. Well, I think they're okay. Don't think. If they're not in the center of God and his will... Pray, baby, pray. Amen. And pray for the right time and the opportunity to say to them, you know what? Jesus is standing at your life's door and he's ready to come in. And it is that easy. Amen. God. Well, I don't like this. And I, well, don't worry about that. He'll get you there. Amen. My lifestyle is bad. He'll get you there. Well, you know, they're this. They have this orientation or they have that or they say this or they believe that. They need Jesus. The only way something can change in somebody's life is when they are transformed by His grace. Well, they're not going to agree with me. I don't find many people agree with me. You hear what I'm saying? We let all these things stop us from going out with the love and grace and salvation and glory of God. The only hope people have, because if someone is not uh, transformed by the grace of Jesus Christ, then they are under the domination of the evil one and they are heading for hell. I said again, y'all missed it. If someone is not transformed by the grace of Jesus Christ, they are under the domination of the evil one and they are heading for hell. You missed it. If someone, I don't care how nice they are, I don't care who they are, I don't even care if they go to church. You know. Is not living in and under the grace of Jesus Christ. They are dominated by the evil one. And I want you to hear this. So many of these things that are happening, people come to me and say, I don't know how they did that. They're under the domination of the evil one. When you're under the domination of the evil one, you have no ability to say no. He could talk you into anything, He could lead you to do anything. Oh, I can't believe they said that. They're under the domination of the evil one. I don't know how many times I got to say the same thing. But you are and have the answer. Amen. It was deposited in your life when you asked Jesus Christ in as your Savior and Lord. He made that deposit. He didn't make that deposit so you could just be one big, fat deposit. He made that deposit and continues to pour Himself out into you so that you can take that greatness, so that you could take that glory, so that you could take that power, so that you could take that salvation, so that you could take that holiness, so you could take that healing, so you could take that love and deposit it into every person in your world, every one of us. Our whole existence is not so that we can have a nice organization. Can't stand churches that are organizations. Can't stand religion. Drives me slam crazy. Amen? Got to understand. We are here to bring transformation. And then we are here to bring restoration. We were created in the image of who? The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, God. Our job is to take the grace and the word and the glory of God and invest it in our friends and our family and our workmates and our enemies. Amen. And see transformation in their lives. And then we don't just sit on that. We say you can be restored yes. back to that holy, awesome image that you were created in. Amen. If you'll just allow God through his word and through his spirit to continue to work in your life. Amen. That's what Christians are all about. Amen. That's what church is all about. Amen. This morning. As we sing this next song. If that ain't what you're about. You need to ask Jesus Christ. Into the center of who you are. If that's not who you're, what you're about. You need to ask Jesus Christ. I don't care if you've been in the church for 476 years. I don't care how many problems you have. Oh, well, one of these days, there will never be a right time to become the man or woman God created and recreated you to be. Today is the day. Amen? Today is the day. Amen, church? Are you hearing me, church? Are you hearing me, church? You know, all these things that we get so wound up. It it ain't about that. It's about being like him. I hear people say, I'm not happy. Do you know why you're not happy? Because you're not doing the will of God according to the image of God, according to the word of God. but I go to church. So does the devil. Amen? Amen. Well, you know, I'm not a good talker. That's a wonderful excuse. And when you get to judgment, give it to God. You see, we got all the excuses in the world. About 99% Of the people I know who call themselves Christians, never tell anybody else about the love and grace of Jesus Christ. Are you listening to me? You want to be whole? You want to be healed? You want to be set free? You want to be happy? You want to be fulfilled? Do what Jesus did. Be who Jesus was. Do what Jesus called you to do. Go make disciples. Deny yourself and take up the same cross that he took up for a lost and dying world. Well, I don't know how to do it. I don't either. I don't either. There are people on my street, and there are people around this school, and there are people in this church. I have no idea how to reach them. But if I pray, and I love, and I live, and I pray, and I love, and I live, and I pray, and I love, and I live, God is going to set up the right time and the right opportunity. And if I'm praying, I'm going to know. Even Jesus said, I dealt with and I brought into the team the people the Father brought to me. Don't be going out here because all you're going to do is mess everything up. Wait on him. But folks, I really worry that a great portion of the church of Jesus Christ today has no intention of going and evangelizing. You go to church, do a few things, put a little money in offering. But that whole going and making disciples, man, that's for like Jesus freaks. If you're a Christian you're a Jesus freak. If you claim to be filled with his spirit, you're a Jesus freak. And I almost forgot the scriptures. (laughs) I'm sorry. The Lord answered Moses... Is the Lord's arm too short? What he was talking about is, is he was called to feed all of Israel, millions of people. And he's like, how am I going to do that? How am I going to get that meat, man? How am I going to do that? And God's like, well, you think I can't do that? Now you will see whether or not what I say will come true for you. Next verse. Then the Lord came down. I love this. In a cloud... And spoke with him. And see, about that time, Moses was whining about the burden. you got to understand something. I have a burden for Muhlenberg and Redding. I'm going to see a movement. Right now, we ain't seeing a movement. we just seen a lot of talk. But that's my burden. But here's what God did. And he took some of the power of the Spirit that was on Moses. And it put it on the 70 elders. Amen. Are you one of the elders? Are you about what God is about? Are you about what Jesus is about? Or are you just kind of come to church? When the Spirit rested on them, they prophesied. But... Did not do so again. Next. (laughs) Somebody came to Moses and said, man, you better be careful. These people are prophesying. These people are communicating the glory of God. You better be careful. They're going to take your job. Moses like, have you lost your stinking mind? That's exactly what we need. We need people. That are so full of God's Holy Spirit that they have the courage and the wisdom and the power and the glory to step up and be the men and women God has called us to be. It ain't about the nuts and bolts of the church. It's about taking the grace of God, the glory of God, the love of God, the healing of God out to your lost and hopeless neighbors and friends and family. How about you? Do you feel like you're really spiritually where you need to be? Or do we need God's Holy Spirit to come? In such a powerful way. That we have the call. That we have the glory. That we have the passion. That we have the want to. Hmm, that we have the courage. To take what God is depositing into us today. And deposit it into those in our world tomorrow. Stand. Stand. Ask God, do you want to so fill me with your spirit today that I leave this place and I do the perfect will of God tomorrow?